We got some major Michigan football rumors as the Wolverines fan base seems to be in absolute shambles after not only Jesse Minter, as expected, but also defensive line coach and recruiting coordinator Mike Elson head to L.A. to be part of Jim Harbaugh's staff. What does that mean? Transfer portal, defensive coordinator search, defensive line replacement, and what is the latest rumors around Sharon Moore's program 13 days in? He's kind of... Now, in the microscope of all Michigan football fans to see what he's going to do in these first few weeks as Wolverines head coach. We ask you guys to support the show. We are in Las Vegas helping out the guys at Chat Sports covering the Super Bowl 49ers Chiefs. And uh, more subscribers, we can do more audience uh, here on YouTube, of course, with this show. So uh, support the show by subscribing. It's free. If you've already subscribed, if you enjoy, send the link, youtube.com slash Michigan TV, to a friend who is also a Michigan football fan. Let's get into what is being said, what the rumors are out there around this defensive coordinator search, though. And the name that's kind of exploded over the last 72 hours or so is Wink Martindale. Now, you may remember Wink Martindale uh, was the Giants defensive coordinator the last couple years, right, under Brian Dable. Uh, was released from that job, let's just say. Uh, it seems like he was obviously fired after the defense wasn't, uh, you know, that great, I would say, um, this past season in particular. Uh, prior to that, he was defense coordinator with the uh, with the Ravens, and even prior to that, uh, he spent you know as part of that Ravens thing, he spent four years defense coordinator, ten total years with John Harbaugh. Now he has not coached in college football since 2003. Uh, the last year he was there uh, was the fourth year at Western Kentucky. Three of those years at Western Kentucky, uh, the first three, he was the defense coordinator under Jack Harbaugh. His final three years as a coach. Wink stuck around in 2004 with new coach as D coordinator and then went on to various other jobs. The majority of the last 16 or so, 18 years, has been spent in the NFL. The intriguing part for me is the fact that he's spent 10 years, 10 years with John Harbaugh on that Ravens staff for his defensive coordinator. And look, it just wasn't happening for this team. And they actually brought in who? Mike McDonald to backfill him. So Wink Martindale. Big candidate. He will be in Ann Arbor on Thursday. Now, there were some people, I saw one link from somebody from The Athletic who covers the Chiefs saying that he thought Joe Cullen, right, who we talked about in the show in the last couple weeks, uh, Cullen, the defensive line coach for the Chiefs, could be hired by Michigan as early as tonight. I'll be telling you guys here in a moment uh, why that is not necessarily true. Keep it rolling here on Wink, uh, Wink Martindale. Um, I think the thing that's concerning for me on this uh, potential hire is the lack of recruiting prowess out of this coach, right? Um, hasn't been in college football, like we said, for over 20 years, and this doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's kind of really flamed out his last two jobs, right? Defense coordinator of the Ravens and the Giants. Um, it's going to come in and just hearing him talk in press conferences and stuff, probably a really good, strong football coach, right? Um, has been a part of some great defenses over his career, but at 60 years old, not being in the college coaching game since he was 40, I have a tough time believing that he is going to be a great coach and also an instant impact recruiter. With after losing Jesse Minter, Mike McDonald, uh, Michigan's going to absolutely need that. And if you look back three years ago when Jim Harbaugh made all of those changes to the coaching staff, the one thing that was important is he hired young and he hired guys that could do both. Great on the coaching staff, you know, the coaching side, and then just absolutely maniacal on the recruiting trail. Let me ask you guys this question, though. 13 days into the Sharon Moore era at Michigan. How are you feeling? Let's grade the first 13 days. Don't be too harsh. And people are saying, Yoda, why don't you put on videos in every little story rumor here and there? Because I'm basking right now. I'm basking in the glory of Michigan football winning the national title. It was only what? It was uh, 
29 days ago. Let's, let's, let's enjoy it for a little bit, guys, before we start freaking out about every single coach taking a job with Jim Harbor where they don't have to do all this kind of stuff. So give me an A, B, C, D, or F. I'm just going to go with solid B at this point. I'm not sure there's really anything much to say. Uh, hasn't really lost any recruits, and we haven't seen the transfer portal open up like some expected, like what happened with a Alabama uh, and others. Keep rolling here. Wink Martindale, the leading candidate potentially. Now, there's some positives on Martindale. Um, his long history with the Harbaugh family, right? Go back. He was decorated under Jack Harbaugh, right? And Jim was on that staff, too, in a, you know, a, a volunteer base. If you guys recall, Harbaugh, when uh, he was with the latter stages of his career, before he took a job with the Raiders in 2001, I believe it was, he spent a few years going on weekends when he could, you know, the offseason in the NFL, and helping out with spring football at Western Kentucky, helping out recruiting and things like that. So he's known Martindale for a long time, and I wouldn't think that he would uh, recommend him too sure more unless the family absolutely loved what they had out of the 60-year-old coach who's been a defensive coordinator for three different NFL franchises. Also, coached seven seasons on that Ravens staff. Ten seasons on the staff, he was there. Seven of them alongside or the actual boss of Mike McDonald. Also four seasons, you know, is the either boss or co-worker of Jesse Minter. So I would assume that those guys want to see Sharon Moore do well. So that's a, you know, a push in the right direction. But this does feel like some of those early 2015, 16, 17, even 2018 uh, Jim Harbaugh hires. A lot of ex-NFL guys who were older than Jim Harbaugh, right? older than the head coach. Uh, some were younger, but that didn't really have the recruiting prowess, didn't really know how the college game worked early on. And if you have too many of those guys coming in, especially at the coordinator role, I do fear that uh, Michigan may uh, you know, look back two, three years from now and say this was the wrong hire for Sharon Moore. So we'll see how it shakes out. We have got the latest on Joe Cullen. We'll talk about that in a few moments. The Chiefs defensive line coach is rumored to be the top DC candidate. Says he won't actually look for a job until after the Super Bowl. Um, George Koloftis from the Chiefs. We were at media day for the Chiefs yesterday. So Cullen, the defensive line coach, rumored to be a target uh, of Michigan for this D coordinator search. Uh, so we asked one of the defensive linemen, you know, what kind of coach? And did you hear the rumors? He seemed surprised that I asked him about that. He's like, rumors? I haven't heard any of these rumors. But uh, George Karloff is a Big Ten guy, right? Played at Purdue, five-star recruit that Michigan went after. Here's what he has to say on Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach of the Chiefs. Rumored, rumored to be a top target for the Michigan defensive coordinator job. Uh, rumored, just rumored, uh, after the Super Bowl. Okay. So, um what would you tell Michigan fans are getting if that, in fact, happens? Describe him as a coach, um, how he approaches things from the defensive line perspective. Well, you know, I'm not, not going <laughs> to... You don't have to address the rumors. Just what, what's he like okay, as a coach? I'm not going to feed into the rumors. For sure. You know, we have, we have this game. I'm not focused on anything else yeah, other than this game. But uh, to speak kind of on, on uh, Coach Collins, you know, he, he's phenomenal. You know, he, we all love playing for him. You know, he, he's a great human being. And he, he demands so much and expects so much of us. And, you know, challenges every single day to be on your details, keep getting better, improving. We've had a lot of success in the defensive line, and a lot of that is thanks to Coach. Uh, so I, I can't say enough great things about him. You know, he challenges you, he expects a lot out of you, he pushes you every single day, and he's a, he's a great human being on top of that. So he's, I love playing for him. So there's George Karloffis on, you know, what makes Joe Cullen a, a nice coach. Now, he's got a little bit of a criminal background, Jack, like three, three uh, Jack, Sam, I should say, producer Sam, I think, uh, three DUIs. I think that might be tough, uh, tough sell, but those were like 18 years ago, so maybe uh, maybe not. Jim Harper had one himself. Uh, my prediction is that Cullen is hired as defensive coordinator, though, was an NFL defensive coordinator. Sounds like the Seahawks have him uh, with Mike McDonald, right, Whole, you know, hiring his old boss as potentially uh, an NFL DC. So I think that's kind of why things have shifted over to Wink. Martin, Martindale. Next up, a college football insider joined us here at Radio Row. 
to discuss Jim Harbaugh, Sharon Moore, 2024 Michigan football. And wait to the end of the video. After that interview, I have the inside scoop on what's going on after this Mike Elson hire, maybe a players-only meeting. You'll want to watch that in a second. But I did need to tell you guys about Prize Picks. They are sponsoring the Michigan Football Show, Michigan Football Report, all season long. And they help us come out here to, to, to uh, Las Vegas. I mean, we couldn't do it without Prize Picks. Things are expensive. You know how some, much some of this stuff is costing us, uh, Sam, out here? It is wild. This week, it is the big game. It is the, uh, we'll call it SB58. And uh, I made some picks on Prize Picks that I want to show you guys. So take a look at them here. I love Prize Picks. It's super easy to use. I just go on. I pick more or less for player stats. Now they make it super easy, right? It's basically a win unless he doesn't play. Patrick Mahomes. They make the number as a half yard. So of course I'm going more on that one. Also Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going more than a half touchdown. So he's going to score a touchdown either rushing or receiving on that one. Say again. Scored one in every single game in the playoffs. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, that seems like a uh, more to me. And the Brock Purdy, right? I think the, the gut feeling is to go less system quarterback, all this stuff. I'm going more for Brock Purdy, more than 248 and a half yards. Pick three mores. I put some money on this, and, baby, I am going to get those three right and win my money. You can get up to 25 times your money if you uh, put up to more or less on six different players. Super easy to use, 60 seconds or less, and you can get up to a $100 deposit match, your first deposit. And you got to go to the link at the bottom of the screen, pricepicks.com slash CLNS. That's pricepicks.com slash CLNS. And use code CLNS when you deposit, make your first deposit for up to a $100 deposit match. We are joined by CBS Sports and very popular TikToker, Adam Brenneman, talking Jim Harbaugh, talking Michigan football. Joining me here at Radio Row, here's what we had to talk about, me and Adam Brenneman. All right, we are here with the Michigan Football Report at Radio Row, Las Vegas with Adam Brenneman, CBS Sports, and next up with Adam Brenneman yeah. on YouTube, podcasts, etc. Uh, check out the channel, me and you right there, like 31,000, 32,000 subscribers, so uh, <laughs> maybe we could toss each other, some of our audience, each other's way, no grow together. So... Let's talk about some college football. Let's yeah. talk start Michigan and go from there. And I actually wanted to ask you about Bill O'Brien, knowing that you played for him yeah. uh, for one year, I think, was just yep. your, your first year at there at, uh, at Penn State. So let's start off on Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Um, what do you think the future holds? Coming in from a Big Ten background, covering college football, what do you think Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan does to that program going forward? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is you know, we're seeing some of the assistants leaving Michigan yeah. as well. And, and uh, you know, Harbaugh brought such a – great culture and a uh, just a, a sense of confidence around that program. I've said it all year long. Um, I, I do a show every week with Jake Butt, obviously a big yeah. Michigan guy. And we talk, obviously, you know, busting each other a bunch about Penn State and Michigan. But the one thing you can say about Michigan is through all the adversity and the, the negative noise outside the program and people talking daily about Michigan football this season, mm -hmm. that roster never flinched. Yeah. I mean, they never flinched every single game. You knew what you were going to get. They were going to play physical and take care of the football, and that's because of Jim Harbaugh and who he is as a coach and how he's developed that program. Uh, the good news is when you can keep a higher internally like Sharon Moore, you know, I, I, let's acknowledge how rare that is in college football, that a coach like Jim Harbaugh, you just win the national championship, your coach leaves, and then they promote from within, yeah. right? And don't go try to hire a big, splashy name. Well, I actually think I, I looked it back. I went back like 40 years. The only one I could find was um, – the coach at Miami in 83, uh, I can't remember his name, um, 
the first net Miami coach to win the national title. Yeah. He was the only one to leave to go to pro football. He went to the USFL. Prior to that, I went back to the 70s. I couldn't find a single national championship winning coach yeah. who left the program it's, the day after the title yeah. and went to coach in the NFL. I haven't found it's, one. You had Tommy Osborne, uh, Tom Osborne in Nebraska retired after a national yeah. title, a split one, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's incredibly rare to just leave a, a team. They call Ryan Day third base, and yeah. Sharon Moore might get some of that <laughs> as well, taking yeah. over the national champion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think there was a time, and you probably saw this as well, that you kind of thought the dam is about to break. No they're just going to yeah. wake up one morning and we're going to fire Harbaugh just because yeah. we don't want another media story. And three or four players are just going to decide, I don't want to do this. I'm going to opt out the rest yeah. of the season. I'm like, Some, and I was really impressed by across top to bottom coaching yeah. staff uh, and players that nobody seemed to flinch and they yeah. almost embraced it, led to a national title. Um, looking back in this, this college football season, uh, what were your big takeaways from 2023? Um, you know, now that we're uh, a little over a month, I guess almost 28 days, uh, 29 yeah. days since the, the national title game has happened. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, man. It was a, it was a great college football season and a lot of different things happened in storylines. You know, one of the big ones, the big storylines, obviously Michigan fans know this, is, is the rise of Washington and what they were able to do yeah. and and uh, it was good to see a, a non-traditional program that's, uh, of, uh, as of late, make the playoff and make the national championship yeah. game. I thought that was good for the sport. Um, and also showed you that in today's college football, if you can get a quarterback and get a guy that can, mm-hmm. that, that can play at a high level and transfer in, you got a chance. Yeah. You got a chance to put a roster together. Um, and Kalen DeBoer obviously did a great job building that roster. And, uh, and uh, Courtney Morgan, who was a former Michigan, yeah. uh, helped build the Michigan roster. He's at good. Alabama, I think. He took yeah, the job there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's Alabama now. So they did a great job at Washington. That, that's the main storyline uh, to me. And I, you know, I think we saw even more um, you know, just how easy it is or how fast you can rebuild a roster nowadays. Yeah. You can flip a roster in one year. What Colorado was able to do, even I know everyone wants to talk about Dion and, and them not, even the fact that they won a handful of games this Four season five, is remarkable, yeah, right? Sure. I mean, and the, the momentum, I was at the USC game, they must beat USC and Caleb Williams. So uh, the, the portal and the transfer and, and being able to get quarterbacks has changed the game completely. And mm-hmm. no longer, that, what that also means though, is that you don't get four years to build a program anymore in college sure. football. Yeah. You better, you like, need to win now. You need to win right away. And you better attack the portal. What you're gonna get, exactly. Right? You got two yeah. years. Yep. A lot more to talk about there with Adam, but did want to remind you one more time, subscribe to the channel. We're sitting at 31,167 YouTube subscribers. Send the link to a friend who loves Michigan football as much as you do if you've already subscribed. The best recommendation always comes from a friend. YouTube.com slash Michigan TV. YouTube.com slash Michigan TV. It's free. Subscribe to the Michigan Football Report. All right, let's take it in with Adam Brenneman talking Michigan football. And it's kind of funny is the disparity now is forever in college football. You'd have the second-year quarterback who is a five-star high four. Yeah. He might be the starter two seasons from now, and he was willing to ride out, okay, one more year after this, and the starter yeah. goes, or maybe That's one more guy in front of us. And now it's like the backup quarterback in – I always kind of said, like, the top 60 quarterbacks in college football are probably condensed to maybe 24 programs, yeah. 23 programs. Now it's like the top 60 quarterbacks in all levels, freshman, junior, senior, probably over 40, 45 programs. Yeah. I mean, you think about the backup quarterback spot in football now. If you're a backup and you go somewhere and you're not, you're, you're not playing right away, I mean, it's hard to ever see the field yeah. at a Power 5 school. No Think about uh, Ty Thompson, the kid from Oregon. Yep. That guy, I mean. Took another transfer, right? Another transfer. Like, they, you're never going to play because they, they, like, as a. Bo as a, Nix and then. Exactly. Get, uh, Dylan Gabriel. Gabriel on top so of him. Because what happens is as a, as a coach, too, think about it. You're a head coach. Yeah. You, you have a great roster at Oregon. You're Dan Lanning. Great roster. You know you have the culture. You know you can win. You need a quarterback, right? You just yeah. lost Bo Nix. 
do I give the chance to Ty Thompson, who yeah. hasn't played yet, no. who I believe in, but like not really until they do it on the field. I don't see know. What Gabriel could do or I here. see what Dylan Gabriel does. Yeah. I see what these transfers do. It's my job's on the line. I'm going to go get the transfer. No doubt. And you can't blame the coaches, but it's like, what do the backup quarterbacks do? You either got to go star as a freshman, or, or you got to go somewhere lower where like you know you'll play right away as a quarterback, or you got to transfer yourself. But then even then, you never played yet. So if you don't see the field teams, early, it's hard. Right? 12 team playoffs kind of yeah. seems like. If you're not in that 12-team playoff, and I think there's probably like a three, two, two loss, but three loss, maybe one or two teams buffer. It's like four teams is your elite. You're in the playoffs, you're elite. 12 is kind of like, well, that means kind of like you're the third or fourth best team yeah. in the SEC or the Big Ten. So you better be getting there by year one or year two if yeah. you're at one of those top 15 jobs or just like two years, no playoffs, you're gone where in the past you might have got, okay, you're eight and four. Yeah. You'll have some leeway to go on. We mentioned Transfer Portal. We mentioned NIL. I know you've got to go in here in a couple minutes. Um, you know, what does it look like? I, I feel with, with Chip Kelly, what's going on there with him now, uh, the head coach, Jeff Halfley, BC, yeah. going to the NFL. These college co head coaches not want to deal with being the general manager, player personnel director, head yeah. coach. Uh, is there going to be any you know, big legislation or just changes in like the calendar or when you can and can't yeah. uh, transfer schools or do NIL deals and all that stuff? Well, How do you think that's going to change? The calendar is the, is the first issue that needs, the, needs to change December is ridiculous right now. I mean, coaches are dealing with the portal, NIL, bowl game prep, Signing day for high school kids, all in the same time. By the way, today, signing day is today. There's absolutely no buzz. Crazy, about it. right? No, because no the buzz. only signing day is already exactly. gone, and, and the portal's closed. So that needs to change. Number one, to give coaches an actual ability to operate like normal human beings, right? Yeah. That, that they got to change the calendar. I, NIL is a good thing by itself, right? Mm. Transfer portal is a good thing. Transfer portals change lives for quarterback sure. players all over the country to, to transfer. All those are good. The, the The issue is when you combine the portal with NIL. Yeah, that's when that's when it gets that's when it, that's when the chaos happens. Kids are getting bribed to go in the portal, mm -hmm. getting promised money. You look at what happened to Jaden Rashad at, at at Florida, uh, guaranteed eight, or told he's going to make eight million bucks. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen because he's it, gone, because right? there's yeah. no because there's no guidelines. There's no real contracts. There's no parity. No one knows what the real and deals are. Amateurs, they have no idea like what's exactly. real, what's not. And the coaches technically aren't allowed to make the promises, but they really are. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think the solution for college football is what is probably going to happen is the Big Ten and SEC are going to take this thing over themselves, yeah. right? We just saw the alliance already get formed. And they'll just make uniform rules that you opt they into where you're done, and, right? And the issue right now, tell me, who's in charge of college football? We need a college football commissioner, There's no right? one in charge. We need a commissioner. Nick Saban would be the perfect idea. I just saw he signed on to be on College Game yeah. Day with ESPN, but he would have been the perfect college football I mean, commissioner. Set rules that make sense exactly. from the top The conference down. commissioners are the guys really running the show, but they're, they're also in charge of lacrosse and soccer and basketball mm -hmm. and you know like Greg, Greg Sankey is probably the one who's actually in charge of, if you said who makes the most decisions yeah, he's leading, it's Greg Sankey yeah for sure he but makes, Greg Sankey's also in charge of swimming and diving for the sure. SEC yeah. so he's, like it's he's not like just unbelievable a guy. exactly he's 22 different sports yeah. um, before we get out of here with you uh, tell people where I want to ask you one more question about next season but uh, where can people find you your podcast your uh, your show on YouTube and uh, on social media you're big on TikTok too yeah. by the way almost 200,000 followers yeah, yeah yeah social media at Adam Brenneman 81 most places and uh, podcast is next up with Adam Brenneman so yeah. uh, it's on Spotify Apple YouTube as you mentioned so yeah, it's been, been fun to have a bunch of head coaches on. I'm doing a spring football tour this this uh, this offseason. Everybody watching, uh, we'll link to his Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube channel in the description and comments of today's video. Quick, looking forward to 2024, lock and change. Uh, give me your thoughts on uh, you know, who, who makes the final four in the playoff and maybe an early national championship look. Yeah, man, I, I got a lot of thoughts about next season. I'll give you some like sleepers that I think have a chance that, uh, I mean, obviously you got like Georgia and Bama and all this, but I think, the two programs that I'm looking at right now that I think have a chance are one, 
We just talked about it. Oregon with Dylan Gabriel. Sure, I yeah, love. Right. I think Dylan Gabriel's my preseason Heisman pick right now. Yeah. Um, I, I I love what Dan Landing's done. That offense. Uh, Will Stein, their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, the roster they build is 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 really good. The one the one I'll tell you. I like Clemson. Okay. I think okay. Clemson. K. Klubnik. Uh, they did. They've they've gotten some skill guys in the portal. Dabo hasn't really embraced NIL, but now he's finally learning that you yeah. have to embrace it. Uh, you know, they've been down and everyone's beating them up. Yeah. I think Clemson comes out of this thing next season and they're right back in the hunt of the 12 of the team playoff. The reality is, a 10, a 10 win Clemson team makes yeah. the playoff every year from now for on. Sure. So I, I think they get the, t- and that includes 10 wins, 10 and 3 with an with a, with a ACC championship. So uh, yeah. they're, they're south of the division's weak. Uh, I think Clemson's got a really good chance to make the playoff th- th- this year. Yeah, my dark horse was, uh, is Ole Miss at this point. They brought in so many guys. Oh, they're dominating the, the portal. Jackson Dart coming yeah. back. They have a great thing going on. So. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, Adam Brenneman. Uh, make sure you follow him. Links to his podcast, YouTube, and his social right. down in the description. Uh, you've been watching the Michigan Football Report. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Go Blue. Thanks so much to Adam. You guys can find him on YouTube, youtube.com slash at nextupwithadam. We linked it down in the comments and in the description. Also on Twitter, Adam Brenneman 81 TikTok, Adam Brenneman 81 and Instagram, just at Adam Brenneman. All right, so after Mike Elson, that's the big shock, the big, uh, you know, what happened here? Did Jim Harbaugh stealing him? Is he ravaging I don't know. It's tough to say. I haven't really got the inside scoop on this, but I did uh, was told that last night after the Elson hire was made official that uh, several of Michigan's, let's just call them biggest names, especially on defense, right, you might say, I'm not actually saying any of these names. I'm just saying you might infer that it's Kenneth Grant, that's Mason Graham, Will Johnson, Rod Moore, uh, potentially Diamond Edwards. I just don't, don't feel like these are the guy, kind of guys that will look around and would transfer to Michigan after leading them to a national championship. But there is uh, was a, apparently a play. It wasn't like a, a players-only meeting where they're complaining about the coaches. Just like, oh, we didn't expect this. Hey, we're getting offers from hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from other schools. Michigan's NIL offers better step up. I just really hope those guys, with all the history, the national championship, everything that Michigan's done for them, the NFL draft is a year away for these guys. All right, Just stick around at Michigan for one more season. Don't walk away and leave the cupboard completely bare for Sherrod Moore. So hopefully that players-only meeting was about sticking it together and making sure that they leave a legacy for Michigan football. Because I actually think a guy who transfers away from the program after winning a national title probably is just kind of like a peg down in the future when he comes back, you know, 20-year anniversary, et cetera. You know, I just don't want to see guys uh, make the wrong decision, jump into a, a situation where they're not going to coach as well, and, uh, you know, they, they kind of leave a legacy behind of leaving after a national title when they had a year or more of eligibility left. That's it for the Michigan Football Report. We will have more for you tomorrow, including an interview with Michigan legend and current San Francisco 49ers player, Ronnie Bell. So make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Till then, go Blue.